The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, happy summer, everyone. Uh, I hope the sun is shining, but it's not too hot where you're at. We're having a little, little bit of a heat wave this weekend here in the Midwest, but uh, we'll survive. I just hope all those horses take a nice, cool bath after it's all over. Uh, so uh, happy Fourth of July weekend. Uh, just a word to the wary, uh, if you drink like a fish, swim, don't drive. All right, our guests tonight, two of my favorites. The first, a multiple, I lost count, I think she's got five Eclipse Awards, she might have more. Jenny Reese, who uh, is just phenomenal. She's got so much to talk about, and she's always got something going on. And uh, one of the tracks she represents is Ellis Park, and today was their opener, so she will fill us in on uh, everything that's happening there. And... uh, also some interesting charities that she's involved in and quite a group of horsemen uh, assembled at Ellis. Uh, uh, we were talking Hall of Famer Steve Asmussen is returning there. He was there off and on during the years. He's always, he's been a leading trainer, uh, but lately he's kind of been you know shooting straight up to Saratoga. Uh, but it looks like uh, he's going to call Ellis home. Uh, Rusty Arnold is Al Stahl, I know Tom Amos is going to be there, uh, and the list goes on. The top trainers are going to be at Ellis Park, the old pea patch. i got to finally get my butt down there. I never have. Might go down for that Kentucky Downs preview day, five stakes on the card. Um, and uh, then we're going to bring in a very, very busy man, Eric Wing, uh, the man from a horse tourney's. And boy, if you sign onto their website and you're looking for a little bit of action in a, in a tournament type setting, that's the place to go because uh, they've got something for everybody from dollar contest to $500 buy-ins, uh, you name it at your level, uh, and uh, they will take care of you. He'll tell us about uh, this week's main contest, but the important thing is he's a New Yorker and uh, just an amazing card at at belmont park uh this week uh uh, we're we're talking one two three four five graded stakes races on the card uh four of them in a row starting with the eighth race uh the grade three poker and then on to the uh run happy isn't everything run happy these days the grade one run happy Metropolitan Handicap. I remember days when they call it the Met Mile. It is, a, it is a mile, which at Belmont Park, it's so big, it looks more like a six furlong extended race. And boy, some racing greats have run in that one. Uh, I mean, the race started in 1891. So you can imagine uh, greats like Whisk Broom II, uh, the, the uh, fantastic Equipoise won it back uh, in 32 and 33 and then uh the infamous devil diver he won it 
for three years, 43, 44, and 45. Uh, the great Tom Fool won it in 53. Uh, the Grey Ghost, the great Native Dancer in 54. And Buck Passer, the Black Flash in 67. One of my all-time favorites in 76 and 77. Forgo, a horse that even weight couldn't stop. And another two-time winner was Gulch and a lot of people, some of the people say this is their favorite horse of all time. Holy Bull won it in 94. Again, that's the Metropolitan Handicap, as it is now called. Then we go on to another grade one. It's the Manhattan. That's only been contested since 1896. And we'll round out the day with the Suburban that is going to be a rematch of last year's Belmont Stakes with the one Two, three winners, Sir Winston, Tacitus, and Jovia. Yeah, we'll see who can get back on uh, the winning ways right there. So we'll be looking at those races uh, with Eric Wing. I'm looking forward to his input as he is totally engrossed and involved in uh, in racing on a day-to-day basis. He comes out with uh, a, a weekly blog uh, that's... Uh, uh, very interesting, especially you guys that participate in handicapping contests. Um, you know, we kind of update you on who the leaders are heading into the biggins. Now, don't forget, because we got such great cards around the country right now and good tracks, resurfacing, you want to come on over to winningponies.com and pull down our easy win forms uh, because we are in form right now all over the place uh now we're just uh, entering into the fourth of july holiday but recent winners um have taken place at Gulfstream, where we had a one dollar super high five paying over 2500 hey guess who just opened their doors indiana grand and we had a one dollar super high five that paid almost short. And uh, at Churchill Downs, well, they've closed their doors, but we did catch a $2 pick six that paid $1,948. You can go over to winningponies.com not only to pull down your easy win forms, but to check out recent winners that are posted on the site for picks that they gave out. They're uh, very transparent in the ones they give you. Well, here's something I haven't said for a while. We had a, uh, a woman rider win the Jockey Talk 360 Jockey of the Week. It was Carol Cedeno. Uh, she continued her prominence at Delaware Park. Uh, she's from Puerto Rico. She started with a triple on Monday, a triple on Wednesday, and a dominating performance on Saturday's card. And she was victorious in five out of nine races. So uh, keep an eye out. Carol Cedeno, Delaware Park. Another gentleman that had five wins this week, but never really gets the recognition I think he deserves is none other than Scoot and Boot Perry Oots, seventh leading rider in the world. And uh, 
Edgar Prado wasn't happy to hear that he was back in the saddle because Perry's starting to reel off the winners. And while I love Edgar and he's still riding winners, uh, Perry's back in the game, Edgar. And so <clears throat> you better pick up more than those uh, picture perfect mounts. All right. What we had a great weekend last week. Uh, again, great. It was too hot to mow lawn. So I had to stay inside bed horses all day. And, uh, we, we, we looked at, uh, at, at Belmont park uh, with my man, August Edward Meyer. And, uh, the just a game was a grade one at a mile and the winner in there, a horse I've been loving and who just had a huge wake-up call in the Intercontinental in its most recent and only start of 2020. Uh, went wire to wire, trained by, surprise, surprise, Chad Brown. This was his fourth straight win in the Just a Game. Uh, second was Bo Recall, who rallied at 10-1. to 1. And third was Uni who was the slight favorite over his stablemate. Yep, trained by Chad Brown, got the third spot. Uh, then it was the True North at Belmont Park. The winner in there towards the outside, the very outside, Ferenz Fire. Another perfect ride by Irad Ortiz. Stalked the pace and got up in this grade two race. Second was Stan the Man, and third was Yorkton. What can you say about the Ortiz brothers, particularly Irad? Not that I'm playing favorites in the family, but then we had the grade two New York. Uh, this race, a mile and a quarter on the inner turf, and the winner here. Kept me alive on the day. Wire-to-wire -wire fashion, mean, merry, grand motion. Boy, Scat Daddy, he's gone but not forgotten. This is a four-year-old Scat Daddy filly, and uh, she got loose on the lead, and they let her go, and that was a big mistake. Um, in third, uh, the half-sister to my sister Charlie out of the Chad Brown barn, my sister Nat, who was bred in France, finished Second over a British bred feel glorious 26 to one. Uh, then at Belmont, it was the vagrancy handicap that kind of picked off the, uh, kicked off the day's graded stakes races. The winner in there upset time come dancing was the four to five favorite, but victim of love Ridden by Jose Lezcano, just kind of chased uh, the, the pace setter in second, took over in the stretch and held on to win by one and three quarters lengths over Come Dancing, who was ridden confidently by Javier Castellano and uh, finished third. And uh, it was an easy, I mean, finished second, but it was easy four and a quarter lengths ahead of third place finisher Pacific Gale. So uh, that took a look at Belmont Park that we talked about on the show, but it was another big day at Churchill Downs, so I ventured over there to uh, wager on the speed of a few steeds, uh, starting with the grade three regret, and uh, uh, in there, again, another horse towards the outside, Harvey's Little Goyle. 
check this breeding out by American Pharaoh out of a tappet mare trained by Billy Mott. Unbelievable. And this was a homebred of, of Harvey Clark, 11 to 1. And plans are now, you had to throw out the fantasy, just never got involved in that race. And uh, Mott's indicating that he might be looking towards the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, and the second spot, horse I liked, was the French bred Crystal Cliffs. And third, Speed Horse in Good Spirits. Uh, then we went. The Stephen Foster, which was uh, one of the highlights of the Churchill Downs meet. And the winner in there, no surprise to most, Tom's the Tot. Al Stahl has just kept this horse in such perfect condition. It had periods there with big layoffs. He brought the horse back. Uh, the, 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 the horse now has, I believe, eight 100-plus buyers in a row. Now, he's not a gelding. He's a seven-year-old horse. Somebody's going to be happy when they get this horse at stud. He now has a record of 18 wins. Uh, I'm sorry, 18 starts, 11 wins, just a very strong finish under Miguel Mania. And the second spot was by my standards, the nine to five pick. Third long shot, 27 to one. It was Silver Dust. And then the Fleur de Lee, uh, that was a grade two, mile and an eighth. And what an impressive race by Midnight Bizu. She'll be taking her game to Saratoga, the Steve Asmussen trainee. Unbelievable, has won well over $7 million now with her win in the Fleur de Lis. Uh, she is just something else, folks. And uh, a little bit earlier in the day, it was time for the babies to go out there. And it was Casadero, two to five, just a perfect trip, Asmussen trained. Santana ridden and got the job done. Made a lot of people happy that were playing the chalk in there. Second at 16 to one, a horse that Ed uh, liked was uh, country finale and herd immunity at 16 to one was third. Well, that was a big, big recap uh, of last week's races. Of course, one I left out was a race I was interested in was the Ohio Derby. And this horse was a mixed group. Uh, it was uh, won by a horse uh, named after an Ohioan, none other than Dino Paul Crosetti, the king of cool. And you're saying, who the hell is that, John? Well, Dino Paul Crosetti turned out to be Dean Martin, and this horse is a Dean Martini, trained by Tom Amos, and chances are very good that he's going to make his next start at none other than Ellis Park. And speaking of Ellis Park, on the line now, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and we're going to come back and have Jenny Reese tell us about how things went on opening day. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com 
the home of the Easy Win Form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll free. 1-866-472-5788 or send us an email at show at winningponies.com John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with me now, as I've said many a time, one of my favorite people, not just in racing, but in the entire world, none other than the legendary Jenny Reese. Jenny, I know you're exhausted. If you want to take a break and pop a beer open, that's just fine. Opening day at Ellis Park. Now, hey, I know you. You've got such, you always try to put 10 pounds in a five-pound sack. But before we get there, I know that you've had some involvement, and I know that uh, you are uh, supporting the uh, heart rehab auction that's going on hope after racing thoroughbreds and uh they've got some good items but man they got one top item because you can tell that this halter wasn't put on for five minutes it was worn by american pharaoh so tell us a little bit about the foundation and then a little bit about this auction that's going to happen and then we're going to move on to your new home ellis park do some work for the, you know, the Kentucky and the National HBPA and some of the HBPA affiliates. They can't really afford to have a communications person. So they might hire me to do, um, um, you know, a press release or something like that. And Heart in Iowa, it's the only accredited by Thurbert after care alliance, uh, program in Iowa. It's very, uh, it's very closely aligned with the, um, Iowa HBPA and also the Iowa Let's see. Let me get this right, because it's like you all in Ohio do. It's not owners and thoroughbred, or not owners and breeders. It's breeders and owners. I think the Iowa <laughs> breeders and owners, and also uh, Prairie Meadows. And so I just helped them out with the release. But they they wanted a release because they wanted attention to. They got an American Pharaoh halter from uh, Ashford Stud, the you know Coolmore America. And when I saw the picture of it, you see the nameplate. You know, I've hustled for um, auctions before. And sometimes you get one, you hope that the horse maybe had it on a couple of days and got a bath in it or something. But this one, you can see from the nameplate that it's got wear on it. That yeah. It's, it's something I, that I think. So I thought, you know, you got a lot of listeners and people that, you know, like racing memorabilia. So the auction goes on through uh, the third. Oh, I think it must close tomorrow then. Um, 
but it's um, at is that <laughs> it, if you go to it's like iowaheart.org I want to say um, but um, you could also well, I'm going to come up with it right here for you Jenny don't come up with it because I've got it right in front of me okay uh, it yeah. starts 3.30 on July 3rd and where people go to create an account or for more information oh. is this get, get your pens ready www.32auctions.com slash heart, H-A-R-T, 2020. So that's where they'll go, and it actually starts uh, on July 3rd. I'm sure when you go up there, you'll find out when a last bid is going to happen. But it's it's the the real deal. I'm looking at it. The last bid is tomorrow, because tomorrow's the 3rd, right? At 8.30 p.m. Central. So it started. This bidding's been going on. So I don't know what the the is up to now, but, uh, you know, good for them. Um, they do a lot of good work. You know, John, how important it is he's aftercare to take care of our, you know, retired grace horses are. And, um, you know, Iowa and Prairie Meadows for uh, aftercare facilities and stuff doesn't have all the, re, you know, resources of, say, in Kentucky where you have multiple ones. So good for them. So, you know. Let's face it, American Pharaoh is one of the, you know, the uh, greatest horses of all time, um, you know, with the ending the Triple Crowns route and then winning the Breeders' Cup. You know, he's the only Triple Crown winner. Of course, you can say it because, you know, there hadn't been any other Triple Crown winner since the Breeders' Cup was in existence after a firm, but really quite an accomplishment. And, uh, you know, just such a cool, neat horse. I remember the day after the Belmont, all the media just so close up to him. This is a stud colt, right? And you're just thinking, no other horse. Probably I no know. Other trainer other than Bob Baffert would have even let people that close. But he wasn't going to let people like that with Justify. This horse was just like that. He was just like, but then on the racetrack, he was all business and all competitive. He, he he was great. Well, listen, speaking about business and competitive, man, I would want to be a trainer at Ellis Park because I think I'd spend my whole day looking over my shoulder at the amazing trainers you have on the grounds this year. Tell us about, you know, the meet overall and how things went today on opening day. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The trainers, like I was out early this morning and I saw an Ian Wilkes horse go by. I said, oh, Ian has horses stabled here for the first time. Of course, Asmussen and Cox um, have been a strong presence for quite a while. You still have a lot of horses that ship in from Louisville, from Churchill Downs. Um, but I was surprised because the person, like all uh, everywhere pretty much in Kentucky, took a hit overnight purses. Um, sure. And Ellis is probably the, you know, the most vulnerable. And when Kentucky Downs took a hit, a lot of their money comes with an agreement with the HBPA. It's transferred from Kentucky Downs to Ellis. So Kentucky Downs got shut down for, what, two and a half months, three months. That impacted Ellis. But the purses are still the best in the Midwest. They're competitive with Gulfstream Park and Delaware. Um, you know, obviously they can't match New York. But I think you're finding with COVID, some trainers, they're just, it's, it's easier just to stay home. And like Rusty Arnold told me, this is something they'll be showing up in your inbox as soon as I can get it. He's not going to Saratoga for the first time since 1985. He said, wow. all my babies, he said, my babies, I was in Florida two months longer than normal because 
Churchill wasn't open for Stabling, Keeneland, if you weren't already there, it was very difficult. And he said, um, so he said, I just kept babies on the farm, so I'm behind with my two-year-olds and all that. He said, you know, I might have a couple of horses that need to go to Saratoga. I'll just ship them up for the race. But he said, you know, I like Ellis Park, and, you know, the money's not what it was, but it's still decent. And um, I think that that's really going to help this meet a lot, that a lot of people just, you know, if you start having outbreaks of COVID in different places, then if the things change about, you know, okay, you come into this state, but you were in that state, how long do you have to be in, you know, you know, self-imposed quarantine, all that. I think some trainers are just looking at it as, you know what, this is a good year to just, everything's so in upheaval to stay, you know, um, at home. Um, what's amazing is the jockey colony. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, two two of my favorites. Uh, when, when you when you go, when you've got Bayerano and Lake Paru showing up for the well, meet. Bayerano, y'all started him out at River Downs. Yeah. Yes, did. And, and Lake Paru started out at Turfway. Well, he really started out at Saratoga, being cold. But then he, you know, that winter he was at, uh, and he did, neither one of them spoke a lick of English when they. Um, he couldn't could find an agent. Yeah. He used to it sit was, in the track kitchen asking people, hey, can your agent take another rider? And nobody wanted to take the guy. They're kicking oh, I know. themselves Isn't that the amazing? Pot. Isn't that amazing? You know, Le- you're talking about Bayerano. Um, Leperu actually had a um, pretty big-name agent, but he never saw him the whole time. And, and he wasn't really – nobody knew him, and he didn't speak that much English. He was trying. So he ends up with – Steve Bass, he's had him ever since. And the guy's won two Eclipse Awards, and he's won Breeders' Cup races and, and writing titles, you know, all over the place. And, and it is, isn't it amazing? So you've got those two guys. Veron, of course, used to ride at, at Ellis. He's a two-time champion, but then he went to California in 2007. So he's back now. Uh, Lepreau has never ridden, uh, been, you know, regularly at Ellis. He rode for the first time last year. He rode four races, I think, in one one race. Just before uh, he wanted, to, he knew he was going to do this because his uh, son's starting preschool and stuff, and they got two young sons, and just it, they, it's very important for him to to stay together as a family, and it's just hard to ship. And I think again, I think you know they were planning this anyway. But also, you've got new this year, and he won a race today. Leprey won a race today. Martin Garcia from California. He's never wow. been here before. Um, Mitchell Merle, who's been second a couple times in the standings in the fairgrounds, and, um, you know, good young rider from Arlington. He's um, going to be here. And I know I'm leaving some – oh, Colby Hernandez, Brian Hernandez's younger brother, who wins a ten sure. races in Louisiana. You know, at first I kept seeing him in the entries. I thought, oh, he's just probably visiting Brian. I said, no, I guess he's staying here. You know, uh, so it puts in perspective the money at Ellis Park that you think, well, it's not what it was last year, but it's still better better than so many places. And the other thing is, it's not even a well-kept secret anymore. It's not even a secret about the two-year-old races at Ellis. And you mentioned Dean Martini, whose owners are from Louisville, by the way. Um, he started out at Ellis last year and did a second. He was one of... Uh, I think several Peter Miller two-year-olds that started out at Ellis and then later subsequently, what, they got beat at Ellis and then won graded space. Just showing you don't know what you can run into in an Ellis maiden race. Um, he also had that horse that won the Del Mar Futurity last year. He started out at Ellis and got beat. 
So just an aside, we're hoping he comes to the Ellis Park Derby. I think there's a great chance that he will, and it'd be his second time at at, um, Ellis Park. But that's a really big thing for this meet, having a Derby points race. And, of course, it took a once every hundred years pandemic to have this happen. And it probably (laughs) didn't hurt that. It probably didn't hurt that Ellis Park gave up their last week of their meet so there could be a delayed Derby week. You know, gave it to Churchill. Um, that probably helped. But it makes sense because you're going to have horses this year. They're already in the Derby. And maybe they don't want to make that trip in the heat and who knows about the surface or whatever at Saratoga and, you know, kind of beat their horse up. Maybe they're looking for like a little an easy ship, just something to fine tune. They're already in the Derby. Again, it's a whole different ball game now with the Derby September 5th than it would have been in first Saturday in May. And I think they've got a chance to um, have a really nice field. You know, people give up some money elsewhere, but you don't have to ship. But I, we really are hoping to get Dean Martini. And I think there's a, there's a, a very good chance, especially since he did run well there his first race. I mean, and it's only two hours from Louisville. Um, and I will I'll, I will send you the details of Dino Paul Crescetti from Steubenville, Ohio, the king of cool, who this well, horse was named after. A lot of people yeah. didn't know that. So, I, I mean, you can, you can slide it into one of your releases. <laughs> yeah. No, I will, too. You know, I was from Steubenville, but this is getting off point. Isn't Bobby Knight from Steubenville? I believe he is, Ohio? yes. I believe he is. I'm an IU grad, so that's the reason I know that. Um, but getting back to today's races, it was, you know, they had people, right, in the resort. But you couldn't be on the aprons. So really on the apron, owners could come in to watch their horse race, the one race. I suspect some of them probably went on and got cables. Um, but it was mainly like grooms and, and hot walkers and some media. It, the media is allowed, which I appreciate after media has not been allowed um, at, at Churchill. We couldn't. Uh, getting under these, you know, the Kentucky's restrictions, and they eased up starting Monday. Um, so that's that's a lot different. But we did get off, you know, our defending riding champion, James Graham, and there's not many riders that ride harder or work harder than him. And that was his first riding title last year in Kentucky, and he went about one over Lannery that wins, you know, lots of titles. Lannery was gone the last day of the meet. And Tyler Bates was riding at Ellis for the first time. Um, and, you know, they're all back. So, anyways, Graham won two races today, including the first race. So, he's, again, the leading rider for, for now. He's the only one that won um, more than, you know, one race. The fourth race was the first two-year-old race of the year. All of our two-year-old races are sponsored as is the Meek, as is Five of Our Stakes by Run Happy. Uh, and there was a Run Happy in there, uh, Run Ability, second-time starter. Yeah. Came over, um, and this was not a fairy tale ending. Uh, didn't hit the board, uh, but a, a horse out of that came out of Caneland. Um, all I know for Crystal Connie, I wasn't really familiar with her. She's an apprentice. This horse paid forty one sixty to win, and she's won six of her last twelve races, including her last three at three different tracks. One being Belterra, and then also at Indiana Grand. So. I need to find out about more about Crystal Conning, but this horse led all the way. Um, 
Mark Johnston, you know him, the former jockey that I sure. still never recognize because I expect him to wear weigh 110 pounds when I see him, and he's like, I, he's like in what uh, mid 40s or something now, you know? Yeah, yeah, you'd horses. never know he rode. Yeah, he looks great. Look, I'm not saying that. He no, 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 right no, no, no. He's, right he's not John but, Campo, but yeah, yeah. And, and and he says you never recognize, but when he, he had a mask on and he had these. Uh, sunglasses on that like reflective ones, so I had no shot of it. But anyway, just tell me a little bit about the horse. That, I guess the owner and the trainer stayed back, and can, the owner is a trainer. Um, his name is Jason McCutcheon. Now, you know, I don't know Jason McCutcheon, but he's got a nice horse here. And um, he, anyways, they said this horse had a lot of, he scratched at Churchill in the paddock, behavioral issues. And um, uh, I guess he was. You know, had some issues with the pony and stuff like that. But he was, you know, on the track today, I guess he got the job done. So, you know, like I said the horse paid uh, $41. So we'll see what all I know. Um, Jenny, you know, you know, I love you, but I have to let you go. I have to let you go. My my producer's uh, pointing the finger at me, and I won't tell you which one. Uh, But uh, anyhow, listen. You don't have to explain or apologize. No, but you, we'll you've painted again. a great picture. Ellis Park is going to be a meet that if people didn't regularly watch it in the past, are going to want to pay special oh. attention. You're giving out a quarter million dollars a day. You've got a fantastic got schedule for big stakes programs, big stakes days. days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it's easy and to find out because Jenny puts out releases a mile a minute. So once yeah. again, Jenny, uh, thanks so I much just for joining us. I want to get one us. more thing in. You're quite welcome. Let me just say they bet $2.2 million today. That's pretty good when you consider this. Virtually other than Kentucky Downs, no inner track wagering in Kentucky right now. Uh, it's almost all ADW money. So Little Ellis Park getting $2.2 million on the on the Thursday. Uh, I expect it to, you know, this weekend to be a really good weekend. Well, okay, hats off to you now. and the staff at Ellis Park, Jenny. All right, John. We'll see ya. All right. We're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to be with Eric Wing, who hopefully is going to help me break down those great card at Belmont Park. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com The home of the easy win form The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses At most American and Canadian tracks Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races Don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. 
Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with me, a guy I lean on a lot when it's a big day at Belmont Park or really any track on the uh, the East Coast. I'll be tapping into him when Saratoga opens its gates for horses only right now. Uh, but right now, you know, he's the communications director at Horse Tourneys, stays very busy, and... Uh, let me pull something up here real quick because he's constantly putting out great emails and we've got the most recent contest uh, online. Well, no, yeah, here it is. Uh, This weekend. And again, as I told you at the head of the show, folks, horse tourneys, you don't have to be a rich man to play in these games. Some of them, I'm looking 75, some of them are 500 or a grand, but then there's other ones that you can get in, you know, and just kind of have fun. But the good thing is there's some big prizes at the end of the rainbow. Eric Wing, horse Good players. evening, John. How are you? I am good. I am good. I'm going to stay inside as much as I can, though. I have to go down to Belterra and give out a couple trophies. they got two stakes races tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to give out, of all things, a blanket that I'd rather not <laughs> be, be near. Uh, but uh, I, I'm doing okay. I'll survive it. You know, I, 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 For me, sweating would be good because I, I, I've got all this COVID uh, uh, extra weight on me, so I'll be happy to get rid of that. How are you? Well, I got the same weight on me. I'm great. Uh, heading up to Saratoga Saturday only because my son lives up there. So we're going to do a socially distanced Fourth of July with him and some family members. Haven't seen him in a few months, but that's life these days. But uh, as long as we're all healthy, we're uh, we're beating the spread. Hey, having a son in Saratoga is good. You know, I had uh, family in Albany, which was still in a pretty easy ride to Saratoga. But actually, having a son at Saratoga—that's a—that's a big, big plus. Well, I already told everybody that you go go to horse players, and uh, they're going to see whatever contest they want to go into. But what well, what an amazing card at, at Belmont Park! Drew some horses on every level. Uh, it's going to make for some interesting races during the day. Before we go any further, I'm guessing the weather report's somewhat dry in your neck of the woods? Weather, we might get a little rain tomorrow, Friday, John. Saturday's supposed to be beautiful, so it, it should, uh, weather will not be a factor on Saturday. should be beautiful. 
Uh, one of the stakes races only drew five. It's going to be run as the third race, the victory ride. The other four will all be part of our featured tourneys at Horse Tourneys and Horse Players. You can play for as little as $2. Um, but like you said, we have, um, we're giving away nine NHC seats guaranteed this weekend, at least $68,000 in cash. Uh, four BCBC spots. So we're as busy now as we've ever been in our history. Um, probably COVID has helped in that respect, people playing yeah. from home but um, it, rather than at the track. But um, we'll be ready, and, and the Belmont uh, Stakes races on Saturday will be a, a big part of what we're doing on the 4th of July. Yes, they will. Well, speaking of the Belmont Stakes, when you, when you look at the Suburban and uh, – the great legends that have run in this race, I, uh, it, Crusader back in 26 and 27. The reason I remember that horse is up until they tore it down, he held the tr- now, t- 1926, 1927. He held the track record at River Downs for a mile and a quarter. He graced the cover of the first program when it was called Coney Island and, uh, but think about it, Eric. They were wearing steel shoes back then. Uh, now, this horse is in the, the, the Hall of Fame, but, I mean, he raced in the Suburban. Uh, the great Nashua race there. I think you've heard of a horse that turned into a preeminent sire, Bold Ruler, won this race in 58. One of my favorites, Kelso, a two-time winner of the Suburban. Uh, the spectacular Buck Passer, Dr. Fager. A lot of people's favorite, easy goer, and um, more modern days, people that probably are listening to the show that aren't as old as me, <laughs> flat out, and a mucho macho man. And But we've got the one, two, three finishers of last year's Belmont Stakes in here, Sir Winston, Tacitus, and Joviva, if I'm saying that correctly, um, how do you separate this group? Because you got the speed horse. They're all going to be chasing this mile and a quarter race. Mr. Buff, who's yet to prove that he can go the distance. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned the Suburban in sort of the same breath as the Belmont Stakes, which was won by a New York bred this year with, in Tis the Law. Um, of all the races we're going to talk about, I think this is the most certain winner of the, of, well, the second most certain winner, but maybe the best bet of the five races. And that, I think the, the horse whose distance ability you just denigrated, Mr. Buff, um, will win this by daylight, um, <laughs> given the break in the weights. Um, I, I'm hoping that everybody bets on Tacitus over, you know, looking at the grade one and grade two races. Um, he's been exiting, but uh, in, in terms of a, of a speedy horse who, who can win at a mile and an eighth without any question, mile and a quarter is a bit of a question, but um, as long as he doesn't run into a uh, proverbial or figurative wall at the eighth pole, I think it's Mr. Buff's race to, to win in the Suburban. And, um, you know, I'll let Tacitus pick up the pieces for second or third, just like he always does. I know. I, you don't know how much money I've lost on this horse. I, I fell in love with him after the, 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 the Tampa Bay Derby and then the Wood Memorial. And, of course, he was in the uh, ill-fated uh, Derby and has yet to win a race f- since then. But 
for a horse that's only won three races, it's got two point seven million in the bank. So <laughs> Bill Mott hasn't been ducking anybody with him. But you're right. I I, I just I can't go to the window uh, w- with him again. And uh, Sir Winston, who was a ten to one upset winner in the Belmont, uh, the only race he's won since was an optional claimer. Uh, Moretti beat him last time out. Moretti's in this field, and he might be the only horse that could soften up Mr. Buff for the rest of them. Yeah, you, you look at the race and you figure you're going to need to run about 100 buyer to win this race. That's kind of Tacitus's and Mr. Buff's uh, A race, if you will. Nobody else can really crack that figure. Um, I'm just expecting, and by the way, Tacitus perhaps not done any favors by drawing the rail, maybe at a mile and a quarter. That's not a big deal. Um, to me, Mr. Buff's just going to break, sit first or second, and and it may not be all that interesting to watch as they go around. Well, we will find out. There's still a lot of talent in there, including one Buckeye, Brad, who's always worth the show bet, <laughs> and that is forewarned, trained by Urias St. Louis. This guy, he I guess his belief is you can't hit a home run unless you get up at bat, and he just keeps running against some of the best horses in the country, and he's always right around there, you know, but uh, just never gets the job done. But another reason for me to watch the race. Then we go back to a race that started in eight. 1996, uh, and that is the Manhattan. Uh, we go back to the great Rose Ben that won at 1905 and 1906. One of my all-time favorite horses. Uh, great turf horse and sire round table. And I guess people want to say, well, anybody I remember? It's like, yeah, you remember Chad Brown, trained Flintshire, 2016 winner. Now, uh, what we see here is uh, none other than Chad Brown back with the Fort Mercy winner instilled regard. Um, Again, it's a mile and a quarter on the inner turf now he's one for one on the belmont turf at the distance he's run a third but maybe that that recent effort uh, is what moved him into favoritism but really it's pretty stretched out after him or uh i wouldn't say after him that he's any lock but you got the irish bread rock emperor uh sadler's joy who's just, you know, a hard knocking son of a gun that's won two and a half million dollars french bread uh Vamani and uh, that matrix is in the mix with Giroux up. Um, yeah, it's not the biggest field, but it, it's competitive. It's, I think it's very competitive, John. By the way, uh, dot matrix, another New York bred while we're on that topic vis a vis Tis the Law and Mr. Buff. Um, instilled regard is going to be the favorite. Uh, he kind of prevailed in what was a wide-open Fort Marcy last time. It feels a little bit to me like last time was the time to have him as opposed to this time at 2-1. to one. I didn't particularly like him in the Fort Marcy, but he took a ton of late action, one of those horses that goes into the gate at 7-2 to two and comes out at 2-1, to one, one of those which we've seen plenty of in New York lately. Um, instilled regard is one of several in here who I think could win. Um, I'll just digress a little bit. This is the kind, this is a race where if I were playing a live bankroll, 
uh, live money contest. I probably one of those contests where you got to get seven or eight times your bankroll at the end of the day to win a nice prize like you know a five-figure cash thing or an NHC seat. I'd probably go all in in this race with a horse who might wind up running fifth, but he's such a good Belmont horse, even though his record may not be obviously the case. But Channel Maker to me, is a different horse at Belmont, having watched him through his career, as he is at any other track, be it Fairgrounds, Gulfstream, Santa Anita, Churchill. Um, the, the layout just seems to suit him in New York. I'll give him an excuse for uh, his loss from post-12 in the Tiller, uh, which was sort of the prep for this race. If he runs his A race, which is a pretty solid triple-digit buyer, People are going to have their hands full to beat him. Sadler's Joy is kind of like the Tacitus of this field, always close, seldom wins. At anything near the 10-to-1 morning line odds, John, from a gambling standpoint, I'll bet Channel Maker and, and take my chances. All right. We are talking with uh, horse attorneys Eric Wing, who is tied on for sure uh, with the action in New York. Uh, then we're going to go uh, to the, uh, well, it's now the Run Happy Metropolitan Handicap. And uh, I, I just remember being called the Met Mile. Uh, again, Same I here. Spoke, yeah, I, I you know, told everybody earlier, is like, you know, is, visually, it looks like a six furlong race at Belmont because that's where they start, where the average American uh, race would break. Uh, but, uh, I, and I also talked about some of the great horses Devil Diver, Tom Fool, Native Dancer, Buck Passer, one of my all time favorites, Forgo. Uh, and I guess it being a handicap, Forgo wouldn't have any problem. And uh, Gulch, Holy Bull. So some great horses that have come out of the Met Mile, or what is now the, the Met Handicap. It looks like they're making, uh, if it is a handicap race, McKenzie's going to have to shoulder 125 and Code of Honor 124. Uh, quite frankly, I think both these horses, uh, the weight's not going to matter all that much because they shouldered even more in big races yeah there's not a gigantic spread the met mile's always been a handicap there's not a gigantic spread a gigantic spread it's sometimes more interesting when there's a three-year-old they typically get um a big big weight concessions in this race when it used to be run in may um not the case anymore so anyway this is a really good field um it's not the race of, among those we're going to talk about that, that, that I have the strongest feeling one way or the other. Vacoma has been super in his last two. He's undefeated around one turn, and he gets one turn again. Um, as good as he was in the Sir Shackleton, he was even better last out in the Carter. McKinsey, very solid. Baffert ships him. Uh, Mike Smith sees fit to come out for the ride here rather than ride Uncle Chuck at Los Alamitos. Uncle Chuck being a possible derby contender code of honor uh some as a horse of the year candidate going into the year i thought his westchester comeback was just okay um i i i think vacoma and mckinsey are super legit i'm going to take a small chance on mr freeze 
Um, I think a one-turn, one-mile setup is his gig, and if he runs back to his Gulfstream Park mile on February 29th, he's going to win this race. Aha, Mr. Freeze, a five-year-old horse who's won over $1.4 million. Manny Franco will be in the saddle, and he won the Gulfstream Park grade two mile on him earlier this season. Um, what do you think about Code of Honor? I mean, uh, Johnny V has uh, fallen in love with this horse, and I've seen him get off uh, probably mounts that may have been a little bit better to make sure that he rides this horse for Shug. Uh, he wants to stick with him for some reason. I don't know if it's a race down the road, but uh, you know he's coming off a win in the grade three Westchester over endorsed who's in this field. Uh, one of those who could win, his, his credentials are rock solid. I just, as I mentioned earlier, I just wasn't that taken by his win in the rest, Westchester. He was all out to win. I think we talked about that race. In fact, I was on with you before the Thursday before. He was just all out to win and going up against, you know, a Vacoma who's at the top of his game, McKinsey who's world class, Mr. Freeze, uh, who in addition to being a great villain in Batman, was also um, has been running like a world class horse of late. Code of Honor is going to have to step it up a little off his Westchester, and at a short price, I'm not going to bet on him. All right. Well, speaking of short, um, we are. are short on time with about three minutes left hopefully we can get to the next two races uh the one mile poker uh another one that uh if it if it stays on the turf and it sounds like it will you can scratch the three to five early morning favorite it's all relevant i'm not sure who favoritism goes there except the uh the up-and-coming chad brown trainee value proposition i read tours i read ortiz and chad brown that's probably why the horse you mentioned earlier's odds went down so quick at the gate i mean man those guys have been slam dunking it all over they sure have value proposition comes out with the the highest last out buyer to me the race goes through got stormy who everybody remembers last time she was entered in the grade one just a game last saturday was scratched when it rained in mid card um, got stormy looked like she had an off race last time in the bogey trust me that race is better than it looked she was chasing rushing fall another chad brown trainee who was just it just ran an otherworldly race in the Bogay. I, I do not give her points off for getting tired chasing rushing fall, and I, I think a lot of these boys in the race wouldn't be able to warm her up under normal circumstances, so I'll go with Got Stormy in the, uh, in the poker at a mile against the boys. Well, Eric, I should always have you on at the top of the show and have no other guests so we can just talk for uh, close to an hour. But uh, those those minutes have waned away. I wish you nothing but the best. Hope you have a great Saturday and tell people go over to horse tourneys and see what they want to play. If they don't want to play the nice picks you just gave us. Thanks a million, Eric Wing. Always my pleasure, John. Anytime. All right, great races at Belmont and Ellis Park. I want to thank Eric Wing and Jenny Reese, two of my favorite people in racing. And I want to thank you for listening and remind you, with all this racing all over the place, thank God we're back. 
Go to winningponies.com, pull down your easy win forms. I'm John Engelhart. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners.